Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? They're in the computer? This is getting out of hand. Wow! Strange things are afoot. Hold your potato! Listen. You smell something? Hello and welcome to the Clear History Podcast, a podcast where we go on the internet and get spoopy. I'm your old pal Steve, and with me as always is... Hot Hands Megan. And today we have a special guest, my sister, Tina. Yeah, that's right. That's me. Today I decided to find out if magic is real. And when I say magic, I mean M-A-G-I-C-K. Like Like a cult magic? Like a cult magic. Like putting blood in a cauldron and drinking that shit, bitch. Poof! Bam! Yeah, people don't really do that. But there are basically two forms of magic, so they call it... The right, well, two ways to talk about the occult. <clears throat> and you can have your right hand path or your left hand path. And the right hand path is commonly thought to refer to magical or religious groups which adhere to a certain set of characteristics, including they divide concepts of mind, body, and spirit into three separate, albeit interrelated entities. They adhere a specific moral code and belief. In some form of judgment, such as karma or the threefold law, and the occultist Dion, 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 the occultist Dion Fortune and William G. Gray consider non-magical Abrahamic religions to be right-hand path. So, Jesus right. stuff. Yeah, well, like Jesus stuff. Jesus is magic. Oh shit. Yeah. Magic is anything that you believe in, though, right? Well, we're getting there. Do you believe in magic? So, right-hand path is basically, you know, maybe some Christianity, some Taoism. It's the sheep. Some you have a structured set of rules. Structured set of rules. And then the left hand the is goats. the left hand with the middle finger point straight up to God. Baphomet. So, the historian Dave Evans studied self-professed followers of the left-handed path in the early 21st century, making several observations, such as they often reject societal convention and status quo, which some suggest is a search for spiritual freedom. As a part of this, left-hand path followers embrace magical techniques that would traditionally be viewed as taboo. Like, For instance, sex magic. What the hell is sex magic? Or embracing satanic imagery. Didn't Aleister Crowley like want to have sex without having the grand finale? And that's how he had the magic? The magic was in his spunk. Yeah, it's in his in his ball sack, right? <laughs> I thought he, he had magic swallowed balls. himself like that gift of that hot dog. Oh, yeah. That's, wait, he, whoa, whoa. He, <laughs> Did he remove his ribs? Wait, what are you talking about? <laughs> There's this gif of this hot dog that's swallowing the end of the other side of the hot dog. So it's like it's a getting cir- it. It's just a circular. I just hot that's dog. how I imagined Elster Crowley. That sounds like a balloon animal. You're no, making- he was just very sexual. So it says, as Mog Morgan wrote, the breaking of taboos makes magic more potent and can lead to reintegration and liberation. For example, the eating of meat. And a vegetarian community dun, dun, dun. can have some liberating effect. Can have the same liberating effect as anal <laughs> intercourse Whoa. in a sexually inhibited straight Whoa. society. So basically, Whoa. if you were doing something that's way different than everybody else, then it's wait, wait, supposed wait. to be more powerful. What if you're both vegetarian 
And you eat meat while doing it. Hell yeah. <laughs> no, the whole point is that you're doing something that is against the norm. Yeah. So it gives you better... That's why I'm um, so fucking magical. It gives you more potent magic. And so um, they often question religious or moral dogma instead of adhering to forms of personal anarchism. They often embrace sexuality and incorporate into magical ritual. Basically, the dark and light side of the force left and right up and down wow sith and jedi gryffindor and slytherin so basically the right hand path um is more self-sacrifice for the community and the other one is community sacrifice for the self i guess which path of magic would you be following i'm right in the straight and narrow uh okay right hand path i don't know Definitely on that left-hand path that involves eating meat and doing anal, I mean. <laughs> was that what you guys were doing last night? No. no. <laughs> we went to sleep at, like, nine. <laughs> Straight and narrow. Straight and narrow. So basically, one must find out for oneself and make sure, beyond doubt, who one is, what one is, why one is. Being thus conscious of the proper course to pursue, the next thing to understand is the conditions necessary to following it out. After that, one must eliminate oneself, every element alien or hostile to success, and develop those parts of oneself which are separately needed to control the aforesaid conditions. What? And, <laughs> that, yeah, I know, that, that sentence is ridiculous, isn't it? Basically... Find out what you want to do, and do it, and don't do anything else. Boom. So it's basically like motivational speaking. Wow. Yeah, which is pretty cool. But what we're going to talk about a little bit is chaos magic now. That's how you and I met. Chaos magic. Oh, that's so romantic. So I don't know if it's left or right. It's not really anything. Basically, that's the whole point. It's nothing and everything. Wow. So, chaos magicians subsequently treat belief as a tool, often creating their own idiocentric magical systems and frequently borrowing from other magical traditions, religious movements, popular culture, and various strands of philosophy. That's what I do. Nothing has ultimate truth. Anything remains possible. Or new tarp. What? New tarp? <laughs> I guess. You need a new tarp? Are you painting? <laughs> so basically, the concept of this, and I think everybody can practice it if you want, is basically you create your own reality because you realize that there is no reality except what you think is real. And you can change that because you're the one perceiving it. You're like Bob Ross. Think about it. You're painting your you're own reality. Painting your own reality. Yeah. And so. Um, I mean, does that actually work though? Yeah. I do it every day. I do it every day, and I try to get you to do it every day, and just don't call it magic. What do you call it? Like when you come home and you're having a bad day, and I'm like, hey, don't worry about that. We're at home now, and we're not going to talk about work, because work is stupid, and now we're at home. What do you want for dinner? That's chaos magic? Totally. Kind of, yeah, because you're changing what you are perceiving now by yeah, yourself, instead it, of just uh, following what is around you. If you can turn off your own anxiety, that is chaos magic, I think. Boom. Okay. So, um, a thing that you can do, which is practical magic, not like the movie, but something that people can do every day, 
without having to study or a lot of a lot of this research I was doing, which is really fucking annoying, is that it just basically tells you blah blah blah. You could do it yourself. All you have to do is give me money and I'll give you this book and then this book will tell you you have to buy this other book. You know, it's like one of those things. It's the same thing as Pyramid like... Pyramid scheme to be a wizard, which... Basically, like, well, how how to become successful, like, those same things, like... But as a witch. Yeah. It's... Art. Is it available at Barnes & Noble? No, it is not. There's, like, one book that I was seeing, I was reading the reviews for it. It was, like, a dollar. And then uh, this is, uh, there's a bunch of reviews that were like, wow, what a great book. You know, it really opens up. It's a really great uh, introduction to the subject and stuff like that. And then there's, like... Those are all five stars. And then like the one and two stars are like, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> like there's nothing. This is a pamphlet. Like this is, there's not enough information to learn anything in here. If this was at a physical bookstore, it would have been free. But I paid a dollar on Kindle app. It was dumb. I want my dollar back, you bitches. For real. Yeah, but maybe they're, they learned more than they thought. Because maybe the author was performing some sort of chaos magic. Fuck. You just blew my mind. I don't know. So what you can do at home is like a sigil. Sigils might be the most chaos magic thing about chaos magic. They're symbols that an individual designs as a way to focus their energy on an object or concept of their desire. Each sigil is completely unique, so when it's served its purpose, you can ditch it and move on. So, the concept is you take the conscious mind out of the process of desire and let the chaotic energy of the world do the work for you. Wow. That's amazing. To make a sigil, all you have to do is write down what you want. Big black cock. I already got that, honey. Oh. <laughs> I was just picturing what was on Steven's mind. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I want to get a raise at work. So I'm going to write R- Like a money raise or like you want to get a raise in your pants at work? <laughs> you gotta be very specific All you gotta I do is because... All you have to do is send a text message for that, right? So, pay raise I wrote it down Okay, so now what you do is you remove uh, All the ones that are not consonants So, P-Y-R-S And then Create an image with those letters If you draw a dick I don't know. Let's see. I don't How think do he I do wants it? a dick. What is he drawing? It's a man. It's no, a it's man. a skull. Is it a skull? Is it a Jolly Roger? I don't know. I'll draw something. The Y is there. The R is there. The S is there. So then you just draw this thing, whatever. Mm-hmm. Looks like a key. And then Skeleton key. what you can do is you can make, you can kind of just write it, this symbol a lot. Like all over the walls? Like all over the walls like of your cell. psycho? <laughs> <laughs> and then no, but what you're supposed to do is you maybe you like, you rip it up. And uh, you like hide it for like a week and you forget about what they mean. And then you come back and look at it again. And you can power it with energy. And what kind of energy are you talking about? Well, most people masturbate over the sigils because supposedly sexual energy is the most powerful energy. But You're going to jerk off over a piece of notebook paper? (laughs) I guess. That's hot. You want me to get a raise or what? (laughs) You got to do what you got to do, bitch. You got to do it. But you can also do a dance, work out, sing a song, whatever, as long as you put 
your specific energy into the sigil. I feel like a coordinated dance workout would be also as a, more effective than a How cool. masturbation so session. Like, what about a coordinated dance and song? Yeah, I mean, they just... I, I don't know how much... Who? Aleister Crowley wrote this? Well, yeah, he thought yeah, that, he, like... He thought he, that he jerking was like, up over anything. He's like, I killed 150 babies. But it's like, no, you didn't. You just jerked off 150 times in a year. Yeah, I mean, those are just, like, potential babies that you, you didn't, yeah. Yeah, and so it was really risque, you know, back in the 1910s. You you want to know how much Darth Sidious jerks off? Oh, my God. Disgust. That's underneath Darth that. Sidious doesn't have to jerk off. Well, he maybe uses, like, a wizard, like, lightning bolts yeah, his cock. Yeah, like, force choke his dick. He's good. Oh, he's like, force choke his dick. That's, that's why he wears up. those long sleeves. Underneath those sleeves, he's got a really big left hand. Or maybe he wears arm. the long sleeves so you can't see his arm. So then he tucks it up. You know, like, when you... It's like a fake arm. He's <laughs> yeah. jerking off the he's whole jerking time. jerking off with his arm. The whole time. So he's got a... But anyway, so that's how you could do uh, some chaos magic just... You basically what you're doing is you're just focusing on what you want and jerking uh, off to it. It's kind of like meditation. You're just like focusing on things that you want, like over and over and over again, and then you're manifesting what you want, right? But really, what it is is you just um, like let's say I, I you know I'm trying to get a pay raise or whatever. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna focus on that, and then I'm gonna like do a good job at work, and then get like recognized by the boss, and then. When review time comes, I get a raise. You know, like that's really what it is. What like point are you jerking <laughs> off on your boss, though? It might help. Depends on your boss, I think. Are you 10 to 13 rabbits in a trench coat looking for love? Join bunniesforhoneys.com and we'll match you up with the perfect girl. No more kids, captivity, or carrots. We got the real deal. There are hundreds of single, big-breasted, fun-loving honeys looking for bunnies and true love. Join bunniesforhoneys.com now and use promo code BIGGERS for your first month free. That's right. We'll get your Peter caught in tail, if you know what I mean, or your money back. Bunniesforhoneys.com I was searching for Halloween costumes and somehow I came across a link for famous ghost stories. Like... You mean famous... Yoinks! Yes. So I searched for <laughs> true Halloween stories, and it autofilled re like you know autofilled below like different choices. Yeah, it's true Halloween stories yeah, yeah, yeah. while fucking your mom. No, real life oh. horror stories. And I went down this rabbit hole for a long time, and kind of off topic from costume shopping. A few stories in, I found. That the movie Chucky is based on a real toy called Robert the Doll. No. It is. According to legend, he has supernatural abilities that allow him to move and change his facial expressions and make giggling sounds. <laughs> is this that one that's like looks like a sailor boy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see. He's it. three feet tall. Like he's a big ass life-size doll, and he like it's like a voodoo doll. No, they're supposed to be, voodoo dolls are supposed to be like small. I mean, I don't think there's a rule for that unless you're an expert on voodoo. No, definitely not. If it looks like a person, why not? The doll belonged to a guy named Robert Eugene Odo, and he was a child at the time that he got it. As an adult, he was an eccentric artist who belonged to a prominent family in Key West, Florida, and the Odo's grandfather picked it up in Germany while on a trip in 1904. But, like, there's different versions of this story as I kept looking at it. 
Apparently, he got it as a birthday gift, but the doll wears a sailor suit, and some people say that that was likely the the boy's clothes. To this one? Yeah. Yeah, he wears a little sailor boy outfit. I don't like it. So some versions of the legend say that a girl of Bahamian descent gave it to to um, Odo, but um, I've heard other versions too. Um, some of them say that it was retaliation for wrongdoing. Oh, fuck. So this is some Haitian voodoo shit, huh? Well, it's Bahamian, so it's like from the Bahamas. Yeah, that's pretty close. The doll has also been said to Pretty move mean. voodoo figurines around the room. Mm. And apparently he's aware of what's going on around him. So so when like voodoo dolls move around and shit, do they have like a soul trapped in them? That's kind of like what I'm trying to figure out because it's like there was... I've read like several different versions and I also watched a couple of videos and it seemed like they all had different kind of ideas of what was going on. So I'm like, well, who... But it's in 1904 when he originally got the doll. Like, is it a g- 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 ghost? I don't know if he's possessed or if he has a... Yeah, maybe. Maybe he's like... It's magic. <laughs> it's fucking magic. Yeah, they're just putting... Uh, if a lot of people are like putting negative energy into this thing. It's gonna well, some people said that the energy. doll vanished out of the Odo's phone, home... When the mansion changed ownership a number of times after the owner's death. But perhaps a young Odo triggered the doll's supernatural powers by blaming his childhood mishaps on the doll. Because he would, anytime something wrong would happen, he would say, Robert did it. Well, no shit, I would too. But the creepy sailor boy did it. The boy himself didn't go by Robert. He went by Gene because his middle name was Eugene. So they called him Gene. So he named, he loved the doll so much that he named the doll Robert. After himself. Sounds very narcissistic. I mean, he is um, a wealthy young boy who lives in a mansion. How could he not be narcissistic? <gasps> what if he, like, murdered a bunch of people with the doll around? I mean, there's no evidence of that in the stories that I've read, but it's certainly possible. He apparently caused um, car accidents, broken bones, job loss, divorces, and it said quote, a cornucopia of misfortunes, which I thought was a ridiculous <laughs> way of wording. Well, cornucopia. Your mother and I are getting divorced because of you. We're getting divorced because of Robert. I don't know. They didn't say that they got divorced. But well, yeah. did you ever see those? Uh, they did like the experiments with rice and they had like three containers of rice and one of them, they would just be like, fuck you, fucking shitty container of rice, and be, like, hostile towards it. And what would happen to the hostile rice? And then the nice one, they're like, oh, nice rice. Like, oh, you're so good rice. And then the other one, they did nothing to it. So they had negative, neutral, and and positive. And uh, the one that was negative got all gross and moldy. Another version of the story that I found says that Robert... Eugene Odo made... uh, Anyway, he went by Gene, and the family's maid gave him the doll. So one story said it was his grandfather, another one said it was his maid. But actually, this this kind of makes more sense to me because there's also stories that um, a lot of people, like the neighbors, would say that the the parents were very rude to the staff because, you know, they had a bunch of workers at the mansion, and they they were very rude to them. And um, if the maid gave them... The doll, that would make a lot of sense because if the doll was voodoo and it was a retaliation for bad, you know, for for them being assholes to them all the time, that would make a lot of sense. 
Karma, so you're just talking some right hand path magic right now. I don't know if that would be right hand. I don't... Bad karma. Maybe. Yeah. No, that does make sense. Like reta- retaliation, though, of being like, oh, these guys are assholes, so I'm going to give this little kid a creepy fucking doll that's going to fuck their lives up. Yeah. And then. Um, Maybe she already had the creepy doll, like she brought it from somewhere else. Right. And it's also said that the, the doll was, was stuffed with straw. Which is crazy because this doll is over 110 years old and how is it not like dilapidated by now? But it's evil. he loved this life-size doll. He carried it around everywhere. He would even like, in one video that I, I watched, it said that he would like have a, a place setting at the table. He would feed it food and he would sleep in the bed with him. Like, Mm-mm. no ma'am. Robert was a part of the family, like practically a, a pet. And... Um, people would hear Gene in his bedroom having conversations with himself in two completely different voices. And at first they thought, oh, that's cute. Robert's making, I mean, Gene is making a voice for Robert the doll. How adorable. And then they're like, hang on. Robert's voice is way lower than Gene could possibly Robert make. Robert the doll is not as quite high pitched as Gene. He's more like this. Yeah, like they're like this way too low for a child to make this voice. And um, the neighbors would see the doll in the window moving from one window to the next. And they're just like, could it possibly be Gene moving the doll or is Robert moving by himself? And then people who would stay in the mansion as a guest could hear sinister giggling in the hallways and footsteps. (laughs) so um gene would wake in the middle of the night screaming like bloody murder and they'd come in his room and all of his furniture would be upside down no i hate that yeah and they would ask gene like what's going on and he would say robert did it robert did it and he would just be like rocking back and forth and robert would be at the bottom of the bed and his facial expression would be different he would be glaring at gene just like completely pissed off and they're like how does this doll change his facial expression? Do you ever just like decide as a parent, maybe we should just get rid of this doll? Well, they did, actually. Um, after several mysterious happenings, um, like mutilated toys, and um, several times they just kept on saying, Robert did it, Robert did it. They decided to uh, put Robert in the attic for years. So no, then, you gotta get rid of it out of your home. You why? why? Why put it in the attic? I know, I completely agree. So Gene's family, his parents had died, I don't know how, but some people think it was probably um, Robert. Robert. I don't know why. It doesn't really say how they died. It just They just said that Robert did it. Okay. Gene inherits his family's estate, the Key West Mansion. His parents passed away. Robert returns to his old bedroom on the second ref- on the second floor. So why does Gene take Robert the doll out of the attic and return him to the same second floor bedroom as he was in in, in his childhood? Like why? At that time, Gene. Like, did he remember about the doll? Yeah. Oh. He is obsessed with this doll. He loves this doll. So at this time, was Gene he fucking the doll. I don't know. Are there any holes in the doll? I don't know. I don't know. I mean... He's just infatuated with the doll to the point of madness. At this time, he is a successful 
artist. And local folklore insists that Gene spent his days alone in his mansion painting with his old friend Robert. That's creepy. He marries, I think his wife's name was Anne. And Anne is like, um, what's up with the fucking doll, Gene? And he's just like insistent that Robert has to stay in my painting room. This was my childhood bedroom. This is where I'm comfortable painting in. And Robert stays with me. And she's just like, I hate that doll. He creeps me out. I don't want him. And some people say that wife's that Jean's wife died of insanity. Because of the doll. Because of the doll. Robert did it. Robert did it. Robert did it. That's all they ever say in these stories. Others, and then um, shortly after, I don't know who died first, if it was Jean or if it was his wife, Anne. But Robert, I mean, Jean and Anne died fairly close together and um another family had moved into the mansion and i'm not really sure on the next story of of the next family but apparently similar happenings happened with a little girl who had lived in the mansion so annabelle the movie the little girl annabelle's a girl doll robert's a boy doll did robert change sexes i don't think he had i don't think he's a transgender doll <laughs> robert changed to animal. So. i don't think that so. way he's got a little hit movie no so eventually oh, robert the doll was taken to a museum called the martello in key west florida and he is in a glass case in the basement and people visit the doll but in Key West? In Key West, Florida. And this I is, thought you were like overseas this whole time. This whole... No. I mean, there's this... The story says that... Well, it's the overseas highway to get to Key it's West. It's possible that the grandfather, while visiting Germany, could have gotten the doll in Germany. Oh, that's where I got it. Okay. Right. But this whole thing is in the early 1900s in Key West, Florida. That's why I was like, why are people from bah- the Bahamas in Germany? No. This, <laughs> they the, were in The Key Bahamian West, woman... I believe was one of the caregivers or one of the servants in the estate. But um, the estate is now a bed and breakfast. And it's known as the artist house. Is it creepy? I think people can actually stay in the fucked up bedroom. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. And um, Although if it's like the, mat, the creepy paranormal shit is attached to a doll... And not the house. It's right. Not you can visit Robert the doll and people say that you have to ask Robert his permission to take his photo. And if you don't ask his permission, then misfortunes will follow you. Most commonly reported are car accidents, like like serious car accidents. And people will send letters to Robert, which they hang, like they tape them on the wall behind his glass case, asking him, like begging him forgiveness. Like, I'm so sorry I didn't ask you permission for your photo. Please reverse the hex that you put on me. Please don't curse me. Magic. Yep. No, if they just jerked off on him and begin with, <laughs> focus their energy, exactly. right? Yeah. Some people say that they feel like his hair color and his soul are slowly fading in the museum, but not his mischief. I don't want to go see that doll. <laughs> well, let's talk about going to Key West in December. You can go see that doll. It's in the basement of the Martello Museum. Can you... Oh, yeah. They say believers and non-believers will go see Robert. But his facial expressions are said to change, so I think that's the most interesting. I want to see his facial expressions change. That'd be like, freaky. I want you... You spooky bitch, give me a grin. 
Like you would giggle, totally, bitch. You're gonna get in a car accident after you visit Robert. Oh, yeah. I'll ask. I won't take a picture. And to get back to like mainland Florida, you have to go over the seven mile bridge that goes over the ocean. You know what? I think I will just look at the pictures on the internet. I don't need my own photo. No. But I'll just be like. Do you have to ask him permission to look? Yeah, at how do you know if he gives you permission or not? Well, you, you if you don't ask. ask him. I know, but what does he say? Does he talk to you? I think I think you just have to ask. I don't think I don't know if you have to wait for an answer because I don't know if anybody besides Gene has ever heard him speak, aside from on the other side of a door. So creepy. It's super creepy. It makes you want to get rid of every. Some people say he can move animal, inside the glass case, and some people say at nighttime he comes out of the glass case. No, thank you. Right. I still want to get a QS. It sounds Just pretty Just burn it. I know. Why? Is, why? I know. All right. Well, let's uh, cut to a commercial break. When we get back, uh, get ready. What's the commercial about, Megan? The commercial is a commercial. <laughs> and get ready when you get back for this get rich quick scheme I have that will make you cream your pants. Wow. What do skin and lamps have in common? Besides Ed Gein, sex. That's right, pure, unadulterated sex. At skinlamps.com, we combine beautiful hides with romantic mood lighting to create the perfect ambiance for your next sexual encounter. Each skin piece is hand-picked, locally sourced, moisturized, and unique just for you. You know me, there's only two good things in life. That's skin lamps and sodomy. I'm Batman. At SkinLambs.com, we provide discreet delivery and have a 60-day money-back guarantee. You and your partner will love your new skin lamp. What are you waiting for? Let's get Illuminati. Alright folks, are you ready to learn about the uh, type of dark magic that will bring you unlimited wealth? I'm so broke. Please help me. Well, I just did a seance to get a raise, so. Yeah, you were jerking off over the sigil on our commercial (laughs) break. We had to. We didn't have a choice, Megan. And uh, I'm about to teach you about this type of dark magic that can bring you unlimited wealth. Uh, Wait for it. Necro pants, also known as pants, pants, necro pants, also known as nabrock. Is this a pair of pants that I can purchase? Uh, literally means corpse breeches. Oh, yes, give me the pants. Give me the pants. Travel back to 17th century Iceland. Do we have a time machine? Uh, sorcerers were known to, or supposedly known to wear trousers, aka pants. You made, know what I say around their legs. Oh my god. Made of a dead friend's skin oh that were god. said to bring them unlimited wealth. I have heard You've heard story. of the money tree. Have you heard of the money pants? Pants. Money pants. I've heard this fucking story before. Continue. Okay, well, according to legend, you had to strike a deal, a morbid deal between two friends <laughs> to arrange uh, uh, which one who became. The trousers or necropants. Wait, someone has to die? They have to consent to it. And uh, it was a form of traditional magic at the time. The legend of necropants was passed down orally for generations before anyone wrote it down. (laughs) Oral. But uh, I'm going to give you a telling of the 
what was written down by the Icelandic folklorist Jón Arneason. Who can I Sounds kill? Right. I need to kill somebody. So, I'll tell you how to make your own <laughs> nabrok or corpse bridges. Um, the accounting of how to do it. First of all, you have to get permission from a living man, I'm assuming, or woman, hashtag feminism. I mean, that really does sound sexist. To use his or her skin after the death. Okay? I mean, so, a good taxidermist. Good friend. Let's walk you through this. Uh, Steve, you can... Jork, may I use your legs as pants when you are dead? Can we, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell them to moisturize Thank a lot you. when they're living. So then, after they're buried, you must dig up the body and then flay <laughs> the skin of the corpse in one piece from the waist down. That's so gross. Who's going to so do it? So, I saw hard. this trick on Instagram on, like, one of those, like, DIY quick cooking things. Wait, where wait, if wait, you wait, put wait, a wait. If you put a potato, what was it? <laughs> you microwave it. And then, and you, then put it, you put it in, you put it in cold water ice. immediately. The skin just fucking slides off. Is that work for people? Yeah. I'm assuming so. Okay. Gotta, so you got to boil it. You wait, you got a people size microwave? No, you just boil it and oh. then you You got a people size it. boiler? You boil it and then you, what do they call it? Um, I sit down. Yeah, what would they I call do it, it with tomatoes. It works for potatoes flash. and tomatoes. Flash it. Flash. Oh, you flash it. Yeah. Yeah, you got to flash it. So anyways, I'm assuming that would work for you to get the bottom half of the skin off. Yeah. Uh, the point is to get all the skin off the corpse from the waist down in one piece. Even the, the land of fire and ice, I'm sure so they're always boiling. You gotta get the you, get, you get the waist down flush piece together, and then as soon as you step into the flush pants... And to, wait, the toes too? Yeah, everything. It's a onesie. It's a onesie. As soon as you step into it, they will stick to your own skin. That's disgusting. Immediately. Tightly. Oh, it's a wetsuit. So, soon as the pants, skin pants, stick to your skin, uh, a coin must be stolen from a poor widow and placed into the scroll. Where are we going to find this bitch? <laughs> Wait, oh. could it be... Okay, if you kill, like, a, a husband, can you take it from his wife? I mean, he's got to consent to you taking his pants in the first place, but sure. Okay, so we can do... Poor Widow, you take some coin. Two birds, one stone, let's do it. You place it in the scrotum, scrotum along with a magical sign. See, so it does have to be a man because I it's don't a have a scrotum. No. I don't have one. But you could kill a man. Your friend just has to be a man. So That's what I mean. Scrotum. You can't use my You can't you use said my necro leg. pants could be boy or girl. So I gotta get my necro pants from you. Mm-hmm. You can't use my pants. I was saying hashtag feminism. It did say specifically man. It, it has to be man because oh, I don't have a scrotum. Oh, you gotta get scrot- the, the scrot- coin purse. Yeah. So you get the you get the coin from the widow. If you want coins, you need the purse. You put the coin in the scrotum along with the magical sign known as the Nabrokstaffer. Nabrokstaffer. I can show you a picture if you want, but it's uh, drawn on a piece of paper. So you put the coin, the paper in there, and then the coin will draw money into the scrotum so that it will never be empty as long as that original coin is not removed. So as long as you steal the original coin along with the magical symbol... Put it in your scrotum pouch. Endless coins into your scrotes. Okay. But hey, you with me like, right now? But coins like don't have that much. That's not. A, that's not a lot. Dollar of money. coins. I mean, I don't, if my balls were full of ten, like ten dollars, that's pretty cool. Like you ten, gotta do ten it bucks over a time. day. Yeah. I don't know. So you just gotta take it out. This is not a get rich quick scheme. So to ensure salvation, the owner that's has to convince. Work. 
Okay, so you you can draw it into your balls over time. You make this money. It sounds know. like a pyramid scheme. <sighs> Work it up. Buy something. <laughs> buy a house and then sell it. I don't know. You got to come up with other ways to get this scrotes money going. <laughs> but, so, in order to ensure <laughs> salvation, if you are the owner of these skin pants, you have to convince somebody else to take over the pants and step into each leg when you get out, when you're ready to give up your unlimited wealth. You have to convince somebody to take over so your So are they like pants. wearing this for an extended period of time then? Yeah. Necropants. sticky. Yeah, necropants. They're just on your skin. So what is like an average like uh, turnout going to be? like? I don't know, but it says that the necropants will keep the money gathering nature for generations. So you could be uh, the papa of the family and you've built your farm and you've got all your fucking... It feels like you'd have to, like, seal it, it, and then you give them to your son. You'd have to, like, put a wax seal on it, like, make it waterproof pants. I'm very proud of you, my son, on your 13th birthday, I will pass on our most precious heirloom. I got this from my great-grandfather. Yeah, I guess. Like, how how long do you have have to wear these pants? 24 hours a day? They are on He you. gave it to my grandfather, who gave it to my father, who gave it to me, which in turn I give to you. I really like with hot tubs. five coins already in the scrotum sack. How do I? How do I? <laughs> how do I hot tub in the in the pants? I think they just stay on you. They're magical. They just they just it's like your own skin. That sounds really. What insanitary. if you're banging though? Is your yeah, scrotum? Yeah, it's like it's like ching 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 in my ball sack. It's like your ball sack's just like full of coin. What if you have a ball sack over your ball sack? That like, sounds really uncomfortable. Oh, I need to empty my ball sack real quick, and you take out all the change, and then you fuck. And then you're like, oh no, I fucked, I took out the, the original coin. This sounds like more money, like more work than... So money. there are, so originally this folklore tale was passed down orally. Um, <laughs> oral. But the people of Papi, P-A-P-E-Y Island, off the eastern coast of Iceland, believed that the necropants were real. They insisted that they all knew a man who owned a pair. <clears throat> his name was his name was Mensalder Johnson, the only known wearer the only known wearer of necropants. So, he's the only known person who has ever been accused of wearing necropants, and he was it was in the 18th century on the Papi Island, and uh, he was known as Mensalder the Rich. According to the people of Pappy Island, he amassed an, an endless fortune after putting on the flesh of his dead friend. He'd sworn that he would peel the necropants off when he had all that he needed and beg for God's forgiveness of his immortal soul. The necropants, though, had a strange effect on his mind. The longer he wore him, the more his mind decayed. Can't he, imagine why. Mensalder started to lose his mind. He became desperately attached to his pants of human skin, refusing to ever take them off. While he was outside walking one day, a great storm roared up and lifted Mensalder up into the air. He was pulled out of sight and vanished, never to be seen again, destroyed, it seems, by the wrath of God. Hmm. Sounds very Ed Gein, and then it got a little bit Bible-ish. So, Mensalder Johnson was a real person, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything else. Story was true. <laughs> Absolutely. Records of his actual life say that he died in his home in 1799 with none of the dramatic divine wrath that brightens up the story and no mention of any pants made out of skin latched onto his thighs. Very However, powerful. there is uh, the Museum of Icelandic Sorcery and Witchcraft in Holmavik, Iceland. 
Uh, it houses the only known intact pair of necropants in existence. They were meant to be worn night and day by the owner. So if you were looking to get some extra coin in your nut, oh my god, you need to find a friend who's willing to sacrifice the lower half of their body. It can be painless like a patat. Like a patat, you heat it up, cool it down fast. It's, deglo- it's like degloving somebody. Mm. Uh, it's just too much work. All right, well, so see like, if you have some fast facts for us. It's like a different way of, like, building up a nest egg. Yeah. <laughs> <I was> saying, <laughs> nest egg. <laughs> and now it's time for your five fast facts. Halloween edition. Today I got five fast facts about Halloween. You just said that. That was, redundant. That was the name redundant. of it, and that was the explanation. Thanks, babe. <laughs> Dressing up, uh, this comes from when people thought that you would dress up so you hide from a ghost, a big spooky ghost. I don't think that that's going to work. So there is an old English tradition called souling that they think that, tri- that uh, trick-or-treating derived from, and that was when you would go and ask rich people... For food in exchange for praying for their, you know, family and honoring their dead relatives. That's really? Cool. That's interesting because in Christmas you knock on rich people's doors too. Like, do you just harass rich people on every holiday? Well, there was rich like, people or witch people? Both of them. Which rich people are you harassing? No, the witch people. Oh, did you say witch people? Witch people, the word witch is a word that derives from an old English word called wiki. W-I-C-C-E, wiki. Like Wikipedia? Witchy. Which means... (laughs) Wishy. Wishy. Which means wise woman. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty wise. I'm a witch. The largest pumpkin in a pumpkin contest, largest pumpkin contest, <laughs> the largest, largest pumpkin contest winner was 836 pounds. The man or the pumpkin? In 1993. What was its name? Did they name the pumpkin? Winner. <laughs> and Houdini died... On Halloween, nineteen twenty-six. That's badass. I like that. Yeah, it's cool. He got punched and died. All right. Additional search terms this week. Look up Alistair Crowley. Eats his own dick. <laughs> Why not? I don't know. This probably happened. I don't really have any good search terms this week. All of mine revolve around uh, skin, skinning things. Um, look up degloving. It's a really fun thing to watch. I don't know. Get your Halloween on, folks. It's about time. And we'll be back next time. Every day is Halloween if you're living life right. Yeah. Be spooky. (laughs) Yep. So get out there. Start doing some chaos magic. Let your dreams come true. Believe in yourself. Do you realize a bunch of people are just going to jerk off to stick figures in their notebooks right now (laughs) because of you? Don't kill anybody. Stay classy. And when you do this magic, don't have it be, like, negative. Like, don't be mean. Be positive. Be like, 
I want Chinese food tomorrow, and then go out there and get Chinese food the next day. Some pie chai tomorrow. <laughs> you know? I love sushi. Don't be like, oh, make sure Karen gets diarrhea. That's just mean. <laughs> so. You can do that with lactate. <laughs> That's easy. So thanks for listening, everybody. Give us a review. Look on our Instagram. And have a great day. Thanks for coming on, Tina. Oh, you're welcome. Bye, spooky bitches.